And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. <laughs> Broken Bard Studios! Hey, this is Austin, head of Broken Bard Studios, and I'm just here to tell you to stay tuned after the credits to hear a trailer for Civilized. Stranded on a hostile planet, a crew of barely competent explorers try their best to survive, despite themselves. An improvised sci-fi dark comedy guaranteed to leave you chuckling and deeply invested in this less-than-capable crew. Created by our good friends over at Fable and Folly Productions. with me? Good. I appreciate your patience, BT-Dub, because I know you must have terabytes worth of questions. And to be straight, I tend to ramble and muddy up my explanations. I feel like I'm a player in one of those serial dramas of the strange. One that produces more questions than it tends to answer. So to drop the data for you, let me give you the perspective of another. You know, someone not so mentally fragmented as me. This is what Marcus had to say right after I told him my side of the story. If memory serves, it was the 4,087th time that I had looked at the hollow clock display to make sure my netcom was still working correctly. When I realized it had been six hours since the car T-boned us. Six hours, man. Stuck in the ER recovery room, waiting for the cast to seal on my broken damn leg. I had no idea where in the hell my best friend was, or if he was okay. That creepy bastard took you, saying only he could keep you safe and protect your secret. What secret, you ask? Well, the one where your lifelong buddy is not just a trendy neon hipster. He's a trendy neon hipster with fracking superpowers! Sort of kind of the thing you would think I would have known. Being brothers in arms and all that. But hey... Maybe you just manifested powers in response to the trauma. That happens in the comic books, right? This is the kind of stuff that was going through my head. I mean, the police didn't really even ask about you. From what I could gather, their focus was on the driver that hit us and if I saw how he died. And that right there, that was the thing. The very thing that kept me from telling the truth. The one thing that kept me lying to your mom every time she called me. Hey. Marcus, any word yet? Was about to ask you the same thing. Do you think he's okay? I just, I, I don't know what to think. I, I mean, this is, uh, this is, Marcus, oh, Marcus, I'm sorry. I, I mean, this, this just isn't like him, right? 
know I've asked you a thousand times since the hospital called me, but is there anything you remember? Maybe, maybe now that, that you didn't before? Anything? No, n- nothing new. Just like I said earlier, we got hit and somehow, well, I got thrown from the car. Corn was outside as well, and then there was some guy with a gun. The one that hit us, I think. Then, then the car blew up, and I must have gotten knocked out. I, I just remember coming to, and this guy with a gun was dead, and Corn was nowhere to be seen. That's the same thing I told the police. I know, I know. I, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's okay. I get it. You don't need to apologize. I, I feel the same way getting pretty flipped over here myself. I should be out looking for him, broken leg or not. No, no, dear God, no. Marcus. Marcus, honey, are you okay? I'm peachy. Yeah, just peachy. Marcus. I'm scared. To be honest, I'm just scared and really confused. Maybe he's still in shock? I, I, I don't know. I'm just worried about Q. I, I can't even go out and help look for him. I feel, I feel useless. Stop. Helpless. Stop. Okay, you, you're far from that. Just, the, the other reason I called was, was to tell you I, I spoke to your parents. Okay. Now, they know what happened, and that basically you're fine. I, I told them they didn't need to come home early from vacation, and that you would stay at our place while you're on the mend. Now, also, uh, I've called the car service to pick you up and take you to your house. Okay. Now, I was thinking, if you don't mind, you, you could wait there for a while just to see if Corin shows up. I'm gonna be out looking for him and Aaron will be at our place, so please, Marcus, if you hear anything, please call me. Of course. You know I will. I know, and I know. I'll swing by your place later to pick you up, okay? I just hope we hear from him by then. I do too. Oh, and thank you. Marcus, honey, your family. There's no need for thanks. They're getting my release papers ready, so I don't know, 30 minutes? Okay, sounds good. Please let Aaron and myself know when you get home. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'll be fine. Just go and find our boy. (laughs) That's my plan. Call me if you need to, hon, okay? I'll talk to you soon. I really hated lying to your mom. But what was I supposed to say? I mean, I did see how he died. I saw you kill him. I know that you didn't mean to, but you did. And it wasn't even that you killed him. It was how you killed him. How did you do that? Do you even know what you were doing? How long have you had powers? What the frack is going on? Look, brother, I'm sorry. I know you're hurting and confused. We both are. And to top it off, there's that whacked-out, scary winter guy. I just saw him. In fact, he brought me home. And the stuff he told you about being the receptacle for some entity? I don't know if this is better or worse. Either way, it's all absolutely insane. (sighs) Anyway, I had gotten off the netcom with your mom. I got my papers, and I hobbled my way on these crutches to the lobby to wait for the driver she sent. 
Oh, yeah. I apologize, ma'am. I just got these things, and I'm still a little loopy from the pain meds. It's fine. Just watch where you're going next time. Yes, ma'am. Sorry again. Damn, Dean. Really? Maybe you should not have a purse the size of a tough bag. Crack it, I have a car here for a Marcus Russell. Uh, Marcus Russell? That's me. Just a... Hey, hold up. Frack me, you're... Uh, Mr. Russell, we should get you to the car now. Uh, follow me. Don't be so surprised. I said I would find you today. I suggest you keep your mouth shut until we are in the car, and I will tell you about your friend. Do not test me with this. You have to be kidding me. Who in, in the, the car now, Marcus? I will not ask again. Whatever, man. You better have some answers. the old Modatech warehouse at the end of Port 63 to find it completely engulfed in flames. Two bodies were found inside, leading investigators to <clears> suspect arson. Interesting. Before you even start, Quarren is alright. He is healing very fast. As to where he is now, well, since I left him, I cannot say. I had taken him to a warehouse by the docks to explain to him what was happening. He, much like you, was not receptive to my help, so I did as he asked and left him alone. Wait, you freaking left him? Who the hell are you? And more importantly, what do you want? As I said, my name is Winter. I want to make sure your friend understands the burden he bears and what it means. Right, because that clears it all up. <sighs> I can see why you two are friends. More than that, he's family. Now start talking, and I better damn well like what you have to say. Good. You are loyal to him. He will need that, just as he will need me. Whether you, him, or myself, like this or not, we must stand together if there is to be any hope for Quarren, this city, and possibly this world. What in the blue hell are you talking about? Stop talking and listen. That's when he started to tell me all about this dark sand thing you just told me about. Honestly? Even after seeing what you did, I'm not sure I can believe it. I can only imagine what kind of data dump this is for you to process. I mean, seriously, cosmic entities and pseudo-possession or extraterrestrial parasitic habitation? Whatever it is, coupled with a multiversal trans-dimensional existence? And if that's not enough weirdness to digest, he breaks out the magic thing on me. Wait, you have that what-in-the-frack-are-you-talking-about-Marcus face that you make. Didn't he tell you he thinks he's a witch or something? Because I got to hear all about it. Right after he finished giving me the massive data drop on your whole powers deal, I asked the obvious question. How do you even know about all of this? With the disrespect you have shown me, uh, coupled with the disbelief on your face, I truly have no desire to tell you. But, as I said, I recognize the strength and importance of your friendship with Quarren, and I need your help and support in guiding him. How do you expect me to react? 
Even you have to admit that this is all a mondo amount to take in. And to be honest, you're not the most socially adept person I've met. And that's me being nice. I have no place for niceties. Too much is at stake, and frankly, it does not matter how any of us feel about this. The rain does not care how the birds feel about it. It is still rain. The entity does not care how you or Quarren feel. Quarren still has the power. Just answer the question. To the point. I appreciate that. I am what is commonly known as a skinwalker. Put even more simply, I am a witch. Okay, sure. Why not? Seems like the obvious answer to me. Your sarcasm is both noted and expected, but that does not change the truth of the matter. You are completely out of your mind. (laughs) You may have your opinion. That does not make you less wrong about it. I have been such as I am for quite some time. That comes with insight that you do not comprehend. Ask yourself this, if you have experienced firsthand what Quarren is now capable of, then why are my abilities such a difficult concept to grasp? You asked how I knew about all of this, and I answered truthfully. You choosing to accept my answer or not is not my problem. You really are a dick. You know that, right? So I have been told. Okay, for the sake of argument, let's say I believe you. However, that still doesn't answer the question. I mean, magic is not really an answer. So you want more details then? Fine. I learned about the entity from speaking with spirits through obscure lores and from historical references. There are ways to glean information if you know what paths to tread, if you are willing to pay the toll those paths demand. I assure you, There is not a line I have not yet had the stomach to cross. So that's your answer. Magic and stuff. And I'm just supposed to accept that? What more is there to say? I have told you what has happened to your friend and how I know of it. I am what I say. I have no need to prove it to you. I will not cast a spell to verify my claim. I am not an entertainer. Believe me or do not. It is of no consequence to me. Are you fracking kidding me? Okay. How about why in the hell did you just leave Quarren in some warehouse? Because he told you to? If you're so damn concerned with his safety and well-being, then how did you come to the conclusion that abandoning him while he's injured and confused was a good idea? Answer me that! I thought you were the intelligent one of the two. If you would take a moment to use that brain of yours, then you would have already realized the answer is right in front of you. You experienced what Quarren can now do, and you yourself said he was hurt and confused. And as you just said, he demanded for me to leave him alone. Why would I risk him lashing out in anger at me when he has no real control over his powers? I am of no use to him if I am dead. He is safe currently, and you will see him very soon. This much I am sure of. So you basically left a toddler with a loaded gun. Man, you are a piece of work. So what is it that you actually want? 
What do you get out of this? And don't feed me any more of this to keep him safe BS you keep spreading. Your cooperation in this ordeal would be immensely helpful. But make no mistake, I am in no way beholden to you, Marcus Russell. My duty lies in guiding Quarren through this and doing all that I can to ensure his power does not overwhelm him. He is the first of his kind, the first dark send to retain their own spirit and not just be a reflection of what they once were before the ascension. This is uncharted territory in every sense of the phrase. That is why I have asked for your help. However, my motivations <laughs> are my own and shall remain so despite any misgivings you, or he for that matter, might have. Hold up there. You said I'm supposed to be the intelligent one. Just how much do you know about us? Have you been stalking us? What does it stop me from going to the police with all this, huh? And how do you suppose they will react? Do you think they will believe a word you say? Uh, you witness these things with your own eyes, and you yourself do not fully believe it. Besides, your first instinct was to lie to the police about what you experienced. Was that to protect your friend, yourself, or both? Wait, how did you know what I said? We are here, your home. You may get out now. Let's get this straight right now. Broken leg or not, I will seriously frag you if you try to hurt my family. I don't like you, much less trust you, and I will be looking into who the frack you really are, which... Make no mistake, I'm not joking. At all. I would expect no less, Mr. Russell. I will see you again very soon. In the meantime, I'm sure you and Quarren will have much to discuss. No doubt. Thanks, but no thanks for the ride, Winter. See you soon. That's what he told me, or at least the gist of it anyway. That guy creeps me the frack out, man. He makes my knuckles itch. I don't trust him at all. And whether or not he's telling the truth, he is 100% psycho. I don't know, Q. I'm at a loss. I have no idea what to think or do. And that really does not sit well with me. I mean, there I was, crutches and all, standing on the corner in front of my house, wondering why I even got in the car with him. I was also fighting the flood of questions that came to me in hindsight. I wish I could say I thought it was the pain meds that kept me off my game, but truthfully, that was probably only a small portion of it. I had no idea where you were, or even if you were really okay. I stood, fighting panic as I watched him drive away. That's when I noticed the front door of my house was open. Seriously? What now? I hobbled down the sidewalk as quickly as I could. As I approached the house, I saw a trashed out body laying halfway in the open doorway. Hey, you! I don't know who the... Q? Huh? Who? Marcus. Uh, hey, uh, I, I let myself in. Uh, sorry. I forgot the beer.
joyous he is, as he said he would be. So, so that means you can stop looking over your shoulder now, boy. I'd like to see this with my own eyes. I assume you have the data we require. You should not assume. Please tell me you're not about to lay down that antiquated quip. No, boyo. <laughs> you don't strike me as a connoisseur of witty banter. I do not joke. No. <laughs> and not much for the small talk either. So very professional. Well, no worries then, sir. Go ahead. 1313 Vine Street. That is the address. The boy and his friend are there. So is the boy's family. Okay. I'll talk soon. I've been losing myself. The one I used to be. <laughs> this is quite enough adventure for me, please. No. I left Bob outside to work on the solar panel, so nothing is wrong. Just wanted to communicate. I'm inside. Okay. So, uh, no one, no one else is uh, having this reaction. No, I, I, I guess no one else would because uh, no one else was outside building a shelter. <laughs> The captain uh, needed some alone time. What do you mean? She was getting a bit aggressive in our conversation, and then, then she burst into what I'm told are called tears. Thank you, Beatrix. Please don't murder Bartholomew. I can't guarantee that, Beatrix, but check back in about two minutes. Civilized, an improvised dark comedy sci-fi podcast. Visit civilizedpod.com. We're not lost. I'm not, not going to say we're, we're lost. We're not lost. We're not lost. We're not lost, <laughs> we're not lost Captain. Maybe we don't know where we are. Hey, Billy. Why do you look so down? Aw, oh, Dad. I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <gasps> Gee, Billy. When I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy... Horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow! That sounds great, Dad! Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! 
Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Whoa! Dad, this looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. Ha <laughs> ha! Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine, available! In dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere, or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E dot com. <laughs>